Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. Hi, I'm Zach Thomas of the Miami Dolphins. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Mercury Morris. Tom Vigarito. This is Don Strzok. Don Nottingham. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. Otto Stowe. Mike Cola. It's Dr. Zamp from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician, Briscoe. This is Mark Ingram. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula, and I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. <laughs> Join us now as we talk Dolphins football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now, here's your host, Pat Catello. Okay, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, and I am joined alongside Rich Van Zant. As we get to the playoff edition of the Legend Show, uh, albeit the Miami Dolphins, again, not in the playoff picture, uh, but still, we'll recap all the games for you, and a uh, very interesting week of football, to say the least, uh, in the wild card uh, games. Um, so uh, we'll touch upon all of them. Uh, I guess, first off, uh, we, we need to uh, continue on uh, with the Dolphins as a week now has gone by, and the dust has kind of settled in what was the shock of uh, the football world uh, in a sense of uh, Black Friday, if you will, when the uh, or Black, uh, Monday. Black Monday as the uh, Dolphins uh, fire Brian Flores. And, uh, you know, I don't think a lot of people expected it. Um, there's been a lot of stories and such that have come out since then. But, uh, you know, it is what it is, and the Miami Dolphins now are in search of a new head coach. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll touch a little bit upon that. Um, Rich, I think that, you know, uh, there's been a lot – said I said last week before this kind of broke this might be one of the first times you had a firing of a coach that wasn't necessarily on the field football play related I think that that's become kind of clear um as to you know what that is and um you know there's been there's a lot of stories you know uh, uh, about Flores and his personality uh, you know we could touch upon that, but, you know, it, it is what it is. The Dolphins have moved on from him. Uh, he's, you know, uh, got interviews. He's, he's I'm sure, going to have another coaching position um, fairly soon. Um, but as far as the Dolphins are concerned, you know, they've been getting a lot of negative press that it was such a bad move. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I mean, can you work with, you know, somebody who's at odds with, your GM, your owner, and, and stuff like that. Um, I guess you can. Um, I just want to pump the brakes a little bit because I think Brian Flores was a good coach. Um, but, you know, I don't know that he deserves the accolades that he's starting to get to. I mean, he's been there three years. He didn't make the playoffs. Um, and he's got a sub-500 record since he's been there. Yeah. Now, all that being you know, said, I mean, somebody else that had accolades, too. The last coach we fired had accolades too and got another job right away. How'd that work out? Well, I, you know, you're, I, I'm I'm saying I think Brian Flores is a much better coach than Adam Gase, but you know, if you well, there's if, high if you school look, coaches, there are high school coaches out there that are better than Adam Gase. But I'm just saying, it seems they always well, like trashing us no matter what. That's my point. You know, They're like yeah, you know, like okay. Adam Gase was like a like a shiny like you know object or something all of a sudden when we got rid of him. You know, he did nothing too. 
Yeah, but you're right. I mean, look, when you you start the year one and seven, you bury yourself. Yeah, it's it's fantastic that you got out of a hole, but you were still were so far buried. You basically tossed the season by doing that. You know, I mean, you know, it would have been it would have been a miracle if they made the playoffs. I mean, you know, they had to run, they had to win, you know, nine straight to really make the playoffs. That was the only way to do it. I mean, that's you know, that's almost impossible in this league. Yeah, I mean it is, and you know they won eight, okay. But even besides yeah, I mean, that, like so I, crazy. yeah, right. But I don't think that had anything to do with him being fired, though. I mean, I think yeah, that's well, okay, my point. Well, well, let's let's look at it like this, though, right? During that losing streak, when they lost seven in a row, they were undisciplined. They were the most penalized team in the league. They were inept on offense a lot of the times. They, they were terrible with their backup quarterback, the Flores brought in. You know, so a lot of that was his fault. Now, you're right. It probably had nothing to do with him getting fired. You know, you're right, because our, 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 you know, our ownership is inept also. We all know that. So, you, you know, it, it, there was definitely something internal that got that this happened, and it's something we may not really know the full story of, ever. Okay, but, yeah, okay, that's fair. I mean, obviously, listen, obviously you're on a complete different spectrum than, you know, the rest of the, the I guess, national news as far as the, the well, mistake you know, the of the national and... news doesn't know, doesn't know a quarter of what I know about this team. You know, they just, they just read talking points, oh. you know. And, and okay. unfortunately, you know, well, you know, unfortunately the color of Mr. Flores' skin is like a big thing that we shouldn't have fired him to. So they're getting heat from that also, which I don't think has anything to do with anything. You can coach or you can't. I don't care what color you are. It's ridiculous, you know. You know, but they're, they're saying like you know he should have been fired because he was a black, and there's only one black coach left in the NFL now after the Houston coach got fired. So I think that's why the Dolphins are getting a little bit of abuse too, also. Well, maybe so, but you know, I, I, I still think that the Dolphins are being um, brought up uh, very harshly uh, in the sense that they fired this unbelievable coach and I've seen things well, as far as it's the biggest mistake you know a team's made in, in, in 25 years uh, it's something that's good and, and my only point with this is that if you look at the track record of Brian Flores compared to say the last uh, you know four guys or the last three from let's go from Tony Sperano on okay um, right. uh, Brian Flores finished 24 and 25 okay and Brian Flores, that's a, that's an a under 500 record. It's a losing record. Uh, for however right. you want to spin, it's a losing record. He was there three years, and it's you know it's 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 one under a losing record. So um, there's that. Now, if you go back one, Adam Gase finished 23 and 25, almost the exact same thing. In fact, Brian Flores had the one extra game, so he won it. And it should also be noted, Adam Gase did make the playoffs. And he did make the playoffs with his starting quarterback being out. So I think Matt Moore won what, like the last six games or something he, like that. So yeah, he came so, in. Yeah, he did win. Really, he won like five out of six, I believe. The okay, year. so yeah, there's right. so there's that. Now we both agree. I don't. We we don't think Adam Coach Adam Gase is a great coach. I'm just pointing out that yeah. you know if you were just looking at those two things, Adam Gase has a little bit of a better mark, I guess, in, in the time that he was there. I mean, they have almost the same record, and he made the playoffs. Um, but the only yep. difference is Adam Gase finished horribly, whereas Brian Flores was, you know, still not as good as last year, but he was still, you know, had the team playing well, think? and they did sweep like, the Patriots. What happens, if he, what happens if, like, Flores started 
you know, seven and one and then tanked the same way. Like, does that get you fired? I or think so. Come back. Yeah, and well, or the comeback. Well, well, it it depends. Same, I'm saying it'll be the same record at the end. But if you tank all those games at the end after being like, you probably would have been fired, right? If you eliminate the the personal conflict, if you're taking that out and you're saying if it was just a regular, a regular situation, you tank, you lose the last seven games. I think you're gone. You win the last seven games like he did. I don't think you're gone. I don't think anybody fires this guy with with on the field thing, especially more so than winning the last seven of your eight or eight or nine, whatever it was, you finished off beating the Patriots and you swept the Patriots. So that yeah. being said, I think, you know, without a doubt, that carries even more weight. You don't get yeah, fired my, from my the football problem, play. My problem with him was, my biggest problem was the way he had the team ill-prepared for that game in Buffalo last year. That really bothered Okay, but that, that, that's you know? a year ago. I mean, that's... Yeah, you yeah, can't I know, kind I understand of... that. But that was the playoffs on the line there, and Buffalo had nothing to play for. You left a bad taste in my mouth there, you know? Because that team was I, not I mean, ready for that game for whatever reason yeah. it was. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to, like, I'm I'm going through all the coaches here. I'm giving the stats just to, because everybody's saying this guy's so great and he shouldn't have been fired. But I'm, I'm, you're on the side that you would have fired him football-wise. So I don't know where to go with that. I mean, you're, you, you're basically well, you saying you would have fired him football-wise. Yeah, you know what my feeling was about him. I, the reason I would have kept him is because I don't believe that this ownership and management has the capability to find somebody better. That's my problem. You know, I, I think okay. we could be going down the long road of, of Nightmare City here. You know what I mean? I don't look. I don't love Brian Flores, but I like again. I don't trust them on finding the better replacement for him. Okay. Well, I want to. Can we? Let's go back nine spaces to where we started this. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, and just, sorry, just to fit, you know, just, it's, it's, just it's, to finish. It's not a yes or no I, answer. I got you. It's complicated. I, yeah. I got you, but you're like you're running ahead. I just want to. I'm just trying to point out. That and, and I get you're on the complete other spectrum. So yeah, I'm making a point. I'm making a point yep. that the media is is kind of uh, putting this guy on a pedestal that maybe he doesn't belong on. And you're making the point that the guy shouldn't even be, you know, in, in the topic of it. So uh, I guess we fall a little bit different. Um, but we're kind of both. You know, I wouldn't fire him either, probably. Uh, but. Uh, my point is, you just heard Adam Gase's record, okay? Joe Philbin, uh, 24 and 28, uh, okay, so also a losing record. And uh, I don't believe that, oh, wait, wait, Philbin did make the playoffs? He did make the playoffs once, right? <sighs> no, he wasn't with Pennington. No, he never did. No. So no, it was Pennington to that Pittsburgh game? There wasn't another. Yeah, that's, uh, that's that's the only two since Marino retired. Yeah, that's it. Okay, um, and Tony Sperano um, was twenty nine and thirty two. Took a one and fifteen team and won the division the next year. Slowly went down. Um, so you know, that, I'm not even going to get into Cam Cameron, but that so that's where you're at as far as the last three before him. And the only point I'm making is it's not night and day difference when you just look at the numbers. In fact, there's actually some that maybe are even better than his accomplishments there. That being said, I think Brian Flores is a 
good football coach. And I think he can be a very good football coach, especially if he learns from some of the mistakes that he had here. I think some of the mistakes that he had here were more his personality and communication skills and how that applied to his team and the front office. I think there was a huge conflict between Chris Greer and Brian Flores. Now, as far as who brought Jacoby Brissett in, I don't know. I, I know you say it's all Flores. Maybe it is. Chris Greer has a lot of those same contacts and ties with the Patriot organization, with Brissett. So he might have been on board with that. He might not have. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they both were on board with that. I don't know. What, what does um, Chris Greer have to do with the Patriots? With what? What does Chris Greer have to do with the Patriots? What am I missing there? Well, I think Chris Greer, didn't Chris Greer have uh, uh wasn't he in the Patriots organization? I think he's been with us for like almost 20 years. Yeah, he has, but I, wasn't he in that organization, though? So, well, you know, I mean, I just... I think that's way before Jacoby Brissett was even. In the yeah, league. no, no. I'm not saying he was there when yeah. Jacoby Brissett was there. I'm not saying that okay. at all. But I'm just saying, like, you know, I think that there was probably, uh, you know, some kind of contacts as far as when he was there and people you talked to. Flores. I don't. I don't think you can blame Greer on that. That had to come from Flores. That's too much of a coincidence. You know. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, that, that, that's fair. Um, but I've said, and I still believe, that more so than that, I think the bigger problem is what he did because he didn't want Tua that caused this terrible descent. Yeah. Like, uh, you may not have had to... You may not have had to, to even go down that route of, of Jacoby Brissett um, and his play, you know, saving the team or not. Uh, you know, if you didn't create it yourself, almost, you know, that's all I'm do saying you there. That, I, I'm, do you think uh, that Flores was on board with Benjamin Fitzpatrick last year at that time? Or do you think that was where it started? Uh, I think from what – this is this is what my sources tell me happened. My sources tell me that Brian Flores wanted to start Tua. The rest of the team – as far as uh, Chris Greer did not want to, and Chan Gailey did not want to. And I hear that Flores and Chan Gailey had a meeting, a one-on-one meeting, about this situation. And Chan Gailey was adamant that Tua was not ready to be started, that the way that the, the team was designed, the offense, that he felt like it was not time to put him in and that he was pretty adamant that he needed more time to learn the system and to adapt, and throwing him in there would be detrimental to both his progress and the team's play. And supposedly right after that, the next day Brian Flores ignored him and uh, made the change and without even, like, talking properly to Fitzpatrick about it, which we know. And Shane Gailey, yeah. Gailey basically resigned after that. that that's yeah, what we, caused we all him knew to... that Shane Gailey wasn't the right, you know, wasn't the right quarter, you know, you know, coach for him, for Tua. We all, we all realized that right away. It's pretty obvious. It seems like Shane Gailey wasn't even, like, adapting the offense to this kid when he, when he got in there. Yeah, you know, but I'm but you just stay with the old Shangeli board and 
and didn't do anything with this guy. You know, like, like he's in a box at the beginning, and then it got worse right. and worse when the more when the when more and more receivers got hurt, it got even more vanilla. You know, it was really terrible. Right. But you asked me if I thought that they were on board with it. No, no. As I said, I was always one. So it's amazing. So why did Flores change? That's my point, you know. Okay, because I think that what happened was it might have almost been like throwing him to the wolves. And then as far as him, his play, and then up to this point, you know, was kind of like, no, uh, I don't see what I want to see. Or he's not, you know, what I wanted or what I think he could be. And then I think Brian Flores was um, 100% in the, the Sean Watson camp. And I think that that caused such friction there. And uh, I just I just don't think he was on board with him. Like, I don't think he, right. he thought he was going to be the guy that was going to deliver him, if you will, on this, you know, as the head coach. And so, you know, it just kind of soured after that. Um, some injuries you know, took it's place. It's amazing, right? Like, it's amazing. Like, you know, we both believe that, like, he soured on Tua. And, you know, he was in the Deshaun Watson camp. And... If this is the reason he got fired, the owner was in short walks into camp harder than anyone. <laughs> you know? I and think the fact so. that he gets fired for being in the same agreement with the owner is really comical. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean as far as that as far as that goes, yeah. Now, you know, there's a, and, an interesting thing. You know, I, I you, wonder and you wonder why but, and you wonder why you don't see the aqua orange and uh <laughs> and and white in the playoffs, right? What a dysfunctional mess. Well, you know? yeah, when it when it comes, you know, when it comes down to that, yeah, and that's what, you know, we had talked about as far as uh, you know, last week and, you know, the 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 meeting with him and then um, you know, if they both wanted to go in that direction, uh, you know, where where did that change as far as um the two of them kind of at odds clashing and I think it kind of it, it, it kind of got to the point where um, that final day after uh, they got into a pretty good fight and I think that ultimately it was something that was going on for a while and uh, I just think that they couldn't go on with that anymore and said you know what I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have this it's just not what I'm looking to do and um, they moved on from that standpoint, which I say is kind of, you know, not from necessarily a football standpoint, just basically from a personality clash that caused it, uh, which, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's, it's strange in the sense that I don't know anybody who's had that happen that hasn't had it happen after they won championships. I can give you examples of it happening for sure. But it sure. always happens, you know, after a team has won championships. And I think it happened with Parcells. I think it happened with Parcells twice. I think it happened with Jimmy Johnson. But it was a different thing. It was kind of a mutual yeah. thing. They were both fighting. They right. went on. I, I, ne- I never really seen it in, in this regard. All right, save that note because I want to continue on this. Let's take a quick break. We're right back after this. When the autumn mist is drawing near and you hear the whistle sound and the crowd cheer, you'll know it's that special time once again for head-to-head combat and first and ten. So follow those that are in the know and listen to Pat and Rich 
and the Legends Show. All episodes of the Pat Catello Show available now on iTunes. Hi, this is Larry Zonka, and you're listening to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legends Show with Pat Catello, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. You got Pat Catello, Rich Van Zant coming at you, and uh, we will bring you up into the uh, football game tonight, which is actually a playoff game. So you get a Monday night playoff game as the uh, Arizona Cardinals uh, will head to the uh, Los Angeles Rams and uh, and play that game. So um, you know, should be exciting, and it will continue of what was in a very interesting output uh, weekend of, uh, of football, to say the least. And uh, just a reminder, you can catch us uh, right on iTunes. Go right to the iTunes store, and uh, you can get our latest episodes delivered right onto your phone. And uh, you can send us any questions or comments, uh, Show at yahoo.com, and catch us on Blog Talk Radio uh, as well. So, um, Rich, 
I know one of the big stories, and continuing on from, from where you were to the, the Sean Watson um, clash between the two, which was odd because they seemed to be on board. Well, one of the things that you were showing me, and I don't know where you come, feel on this, but the, you know, the big article about the, the, the tank in 2019. And so uh, basically the story is now, and I think you know, Mike Florio reported that the, the basic tank – um, was what soured Ross and Flores in uh, their relationship on that. Um, so I don't know. You know assuming... It originally was a tank for Tua, and then he won the tank for Burrow. And Burrow's, you know, obviously the Bengals were what, one game worse than us that year. And I guess he was mad that, you know, Flores won those games at the end. And we were, you know, we were, and we took Tua at five. But the original was, his original thing was he was in love with Tua. And then he became a level Burroughs. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, what, a, what a show. You know, you can't make it up. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't even necessarily say that he was in love with Tua. I mean, it's basically saying it's basically saying he just wanted to draft, uh, to, to basically tank for Burroughs, is what that article yeah. is saying. And, and, and that, towards the end, but he didn't know who Burroughs was until the end of the year like everyone else, you know? You know, Burroughs came out yeah. of nowhere kind of in LSU that year. But, you know, he originally was in love with Tua, and that was like, you know, but believe me, tank for Tua, I didn't make it up. You can look – you could Google it anywhere you want, and it's it's there, you know, with, a, with you know, what Ross saying that, you know. I don't know about saying he exactly tanked for him, but he was in the – he was he wanted to – he was in love with Tua. He was in love with him when he won the national championship when he wasn't eligible to come out yet. Yeah, right. Uh, well, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm. I'm just saying what that says. Yeah. You know. That's why I didn't yep. know. You know, know. If you were on board with that or or, or what you thought. But um, yeah. I mean, it's it's it's. It, I agree. Like I I think that the fact that he wanted Burroughs, which that clearly insinu- insinuates, um, you know, is uh, it's nonsense. I mean, I really do. I don't see how, you know, I don't see how the Dolphins really were in line for that anyway. I mean, did they trade down? Because they were nowhere near the, I mean, they took no, two They would have to trade up for him. Like, you know, I think they were, I think, I think uh, there were, there were at least two games of, I think they they lost two more games than us. we did that year, didn't they? The at Bengals? least. Yes, they had ago. to. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. had to. Because we picked, I mean, we, we, we picked, picked, we picked so we were in the, we were in right. the ballpark of that. No, you know, that's I know what I mean. So how... Remember they tried to get him to trade with us? Remember that one? They that was the rumor two a few days before the draft that we tried to trade with. We tried to trade with Cincinnati. I'm sure. Yeah, I've heard it, and you know maybe there yeah. was some of that. But I think. I mean, I think we. What did we finish? Five and eleven. And you watched yeah, the season it, as well as I did. 100%. I mean, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, and that's I why I, were, I don't even see that making two? any sense. Yeah, I think that, I think we were like two or three games. Ahead of them, it wasn't close. No, it wasn't close. So, no. uh, I, I think, from my recollection that year, uh, I think we might have won the last couple games. Didn't we beat New England at the end of his first year? Right. So you know there was yeah, some that was of the that. Miracle but, of Miami. That was a miracle, that was a miracle of Miami. Miami. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, even if even if you lost that game, you weren't getting it. And if you lost the game before that, I think we played Cincinnati, maybe. So yeah, we did. Um, You're absolutely right. We, yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, I I don't know. I I I think that I think it's more 
recreated history to, to say that. Yeah, I really it's do. Just, like I find Saban it very hard that he didn't want, you know, like Saban saying that he really wanted Breeze, you know, all these years later. Let me tell you something. Yeah. <laughs> if you think Stephen Ross could pick a quarterback out of his nose, you got to be out of your mind. I mean, he, you know, it's nice to say now, but at that time, he has no idea, no clue. You know, right. I wish he was like 10 when I was 10. I could trade baseball cards with him, you know. I'll give you three Eli, Eli, uh, you know, Elrod Hendricks for Mickey Mantle, you know. I mean, come on. This guy, give me a break. Act like he's some well, kind of guru, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't necessarily believe that that is what took place either. Um, you know, yeah. I, I think that, uh, you know, that, uh, first of all, I, you, I, listen, I'm not going to back up. If there were, listen to me, I'm not saying that Herbert's a, a Hall of Famer. But it, it, you know, that's really the argument there. You know, if you don't yeah. believe in Tua, which I kind of like, I like Tua. I think, I think you know, you know, building around him is the move here. But you know, if you really want to make a, a, a mistake here, talk about a mistake. It's really not taking Herbert over him. In hindsight, but I didn't know who Herbert was, and very few people did. You know, I, yeah, I think I, maybe if, if San Diego's taken ahead of us, they may take Tua also. Don't kid yourself. I don't think they knew anything differently. You know, I think Herbert came, you know, just, you know, started off better. Uh, you know, what are you going to do about it? But don't yeah. tell me that, like, you know, if, if you're so smart, why didn't you take him? Yeah, I think that is the argument. I don't think San Diego yeah. would have taken them, but who knows? Maybe they would have, or L.A., you know. Whatever. I know, but, but listen, let me tell you something. San Diego, San Diego was very high on Tua. Yeah. Like, you know, okay. maybe they were hiding what they really liked, but at the time they were high on Tua, too. Yeah, so, okay. you know, you uh, don't know. Yeah. No, you don't know. You don't yeah, know. Hindsight's um, great. To see a guy play for two years and then make a decision is a lot different, you know? You're right. But, you know, I stick to what I've always said. I've always said this, Rich, and I'll stick to my guns, and I still say it. If you have a tank mentality, you will never, ever rise above that as an organization. If you have that losing attitude infiltered, ingrained in your organization, I don't care who you draft, you will never get out of there. And in fact, if you have that kind of a uh, mentality as an owner, organization, coach, even if you get that and get the guy in that quarterback position, that guy will survive, but you won't. How about yeah, that? You're probably right. I honestly feel that way. I really do. Yep. And if you look at all the championship teams, there's not one coach that coached a team to a tank for the number one pick and then got it and succeeded after that. Not one. Well, they never survived. I guarantee you. They, 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 they don't survive. The bad ones they probably get fired that year anyway. You know? Right. Now, so there's very hard guys to get that – yeah, so it's very hard to get anybody to tank because more than likely the players who are on the team are gone, and so are the coaches. Right. You know? That's my point. So how are you going to tell so, them? Yeah, you're you're committing suicide for yourself for the future of a of a, of a logo, really. Yeah, that's basically that's what right. It is. Yeah. That's exactly yep. right. Um, you know, I mean, there's a you know, like the, there's a few examples, you know, of, of of bad teams, and maybe the ownership stayed while the new regime came in, but you know, it, it, it was not the same kind of thing. And and if an owner really has that mentality, 
that's a strange thing. Now, this is a, an article written by Mike Florio, and there's been plenty of articles on it. And whether or not it's true or not, we don't know. You know, these things get written all the time. I, I'm just stating that, you know, from Brian Flores' standpoint, I'm looking at you like you have three heads, too. I'm not taking for anybody. I'm just not. Yeah. And, you know, and like you said, if you want to make an argument, if the argument is that you didn't take a quarterback who has the potential to be a star quarterback already that you were available to take, and that's Herbert. That's the argument. Yeah. I don't think the Dolphins were yeah. ever getting in a position to take Burroughs. Even if they lost those last two games, I kind of remember, and, I, you could, and listen, for everybody, uh, you can track back. You can look, listen to our show from, from when the Dolphins played the Bengals and when they played the Patriots in 2019 at the end of the year. And I'm sure we were on top of it. And I'm sure we were talking about draft order in that. Because we've had this debate many times and my stance has never changed. And I don't believe that yep. we could have had the number one pick even if we lost those last two games. But that's neither here nor there. Um, and so, you know, it comes down to where you stand right now. Um, now, maybe Flores didn't want to. Um, maybe he didn't, um, and maybe that did start a whole thing because obviously if you're a first-year coach that just completed your first year and then you're not on board with a guy and the other two guys, and I think that's what Flores said this year, didn't he? He said he wanted Herbert. That was the big story he came out with, which is kind yeah. of bizarre in its sense too, and that goes to my point. Yeah. Even if that is what you wanted, you're saying that while you're coaching to him? As your starting yeah. quarterback? I mean, that's a little bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's a little bizarre. bizarre. This whole situation it's, is bizarre. The way that the really way they is. treated Tua this year is an absolute disgrace. It really is. And you know me, yeah. I wasn't the biggest Tua guy in the world, but, you know, he's our quarterback now. So, you know, skip behind them. And I, and I think, you know what, through all this crap, he played very well. Played very well this year. You know? He had moments, yeah, he definitely had moments, and like we said, to, to be able to play at all in this environment is, is something that most people no way could have handled. So I tip my cap to him there as far as that goes for sure. Um, now, as far as the Dolphins coaching job hirings, um, there are some names that have certainly come to the to the top. Yeah. So, uh, you know, well, I There's guess... There, there are. Um, now, and I've thought about all of these guys, all right? So, um, assuming that, let, let's, I guess let's talk about, Go ahead. you know, the, the, let's talk about, um, you know, the, the elephant in the room again, and that's Jim Harbaugh. Now, the Jim Harbaugh thing seems like, you know, it will supersede any of the other stuff that's going on. Um, and that is basically if he's available, Ross is going to do that. And you've said, you know, like last week, that taking him away from Michigan is not an option, which in itself is kind of strange because Ross is the Dolphins' yeah. owner, but he wouldn't want to do that to his first allegiance, which is the University of Michigan. So right off the bat, that's a little strange. But um, if he did, it's a shame. You know, it's a shame he can't just buy the University of Michigan and leave us alone. But you know, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the bad part. <laughs> so so now, if 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 the University of Michigan parts ways with Jim Harbaugh without Stephen Ross's involvement, at what time and how long does it take the Dolphins to jump into that and hire Jim Harbaugh? 
I mean, you would think that that's going to happen. If he wants so. to come here. I mean, he, he left him at the altar the first time, you know. Some he left him at the altar together. to take the University of Michigan job, which was yeah, his dream true. job. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. I got you. Now that's done. You know, now that's done. Yeah, that's done. Um, Maybe it's done. We don't know that for sure. No, 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 no. I'm saying if it, I'm yeah. saying if it if is leaves, done. Right, right. He leaves. He leaves. It's his job to take. That's for sure. I mean, he's number one okay. on the list with Ross. You know that. Okay. So we agree with you know. that. Now what I'm hearing yep. what I'm hearing is without a doubt, if that doesn't come to fruition, the front runner right now is Brian Dayball. Which obviously we know very well because he was in the Dolphins organization. And yep. he is the Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator right now. And he's got ties going back to Tua. In Alabama. Yes. He was his yes. coordinator. He so there's a lot of things there yeah. that make a lot of sense. There's a lot of things that make a lot of sense, and I could see why they would hire him. Um, the did only they thing that yet? I was – Did they interview anyone yet? They they have not interviewed Dable one-on-one yet. So he did interview you know, with someone, I read today. Yeah, I think a few people have been in there, but Brian Dayball has not. He's still playing. Well, I'm, saying Dayball, Dayball, I'm not saying anybody with Miami. I'm saying Dayball has been somewhere already. Oh, he has? I'm trying to think where he went. Yeah, Dayball got Brian interviewed Dayball, by somebody else. He interviewed us. This uh, run is going on? Yeah. I mean, he just, I mean, I he just coached the game. I, so I'm not saying it? today. I said or, or late last week he interviewed with somebody. Yeah. Maybe they came to him, that, you know? Yeah, because that's kind of bizarre. Well, I mean, he's coaching the Bills yeah. right now. I know that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, a few well, of these guys well, that have been assistants have been jumping around. You know, they've been they've been getting interviewed. So I guess I guess they come to them, right? All right. Or maybe I, they I do guess. it on Zoom or something. Maybe they they don't do it in person. Maybe it's done on a computer. I mean, that could be too. I don't know. Okay. Well, I don't know. Mean, so that makes us. Yeah. The the only thing I'll say to that is I think that the hardest job about being an NFL coach is having to manage everything. It's a lot different when you're a coordinator than when you have to manage everything, and that is every aspect of the team. It's a lot. And it is very hard to do that, and it's very hard to do that as a first-time head coach. Now, there are people who are successful at it, and there's people that are successful at it right now as we speak, like Zach Taylor and uh, um, Sean McDermott. I mean, you know, um, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, even Shanahan to a degree, um, you know, uh, but it's, it, it's the fact that the Miami Dolphins last four coaches – well, actually – Actually, five. Yeah. Actually, five yeah. are all all first-time head coaching. I don't count Saban. That's a whole different story. But Cam Cameron, Tony Sperano, Joe Philbin, Adam Gase, and Brian Flores never coached an NFL team in their lives before they took the job. Now, that doesn't mean that they could not have succeeded, and people don't. But the fact is, you just went that route five times, and it didn't work <laughs> out. <laughs> That's my point. So that's why I'm a little bit hesitant to go that route again. Whereas I think that hiring somebody who's already been a head coach uh, certainly has a lot more value to the Miami Dolphins. Now, um, 
hold that thought, Rich, because there's a few of them that come to mind that I want to go over. So let's take our last break. We'll yep. come back, and uh, I want to go through them with you. It's intercepted at the line of scrimmage. It's going to be run in for a touchdown by A.J. Dewey at the 10 to 5. He's scored. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. You listen to the Pat Catella Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. It's the time of the season When love runs high In the time, give it to me easy And let me try with pleasured hands To take you in the time to promise land To show you Like me, as you take her any time to show you what you need to live. Tell it to me slowly, tell you why I really want to know. It's the time of the season for love. Okay, welcome back. Miami Dolphins Legends Show. You got Pat Catello, Rich Van Zandt. As we come to the home stretch here, and uh, we'll take you up to this uh, NFC uh, wild card playoff game, which is the Arizona Cardinals going to play the Rams and uh, a Monday nighter at that. So it should be interesting and in wrapping up a very interesting week of playoff games, which we'll, we'll try to touch upon. But right now, uh, we, we're going to continue this talk with the uh, Miami Dolphins head coaching search. And as I said, you know, going to the coordinator, uh, first-year coach can work, but you've been 0 for 5 with it. Um, so, uh, you know, I think that you're probably better off going the route of um, an experienced or at least somebody who has taken a run at it, if you will. Um, and so with that being said, that Brian Dayball would kind of get eliminated there, even though he has the connections with Tua. But, again, that's putting all your eggs in Tua. And what if Tua's not the guy? I mean, you're going to hire a guy because of that reason. It, it, you're kind of risking two things there, you know. So uh, so there's that. Well, how's he not um, going to be the guy? I mean, I, you know, my thing is, too, is like, the Watson thing's not going to happen. It's too much of a debacle. You know? Yeah, but what if he's not the so, guy, though? Where, where what, what if he's not the guy? This? Well, what if he's not the oh, guy? After this year? I mean, yeah. I mean, if, yeah, yeah, what if he turns out I, that he's not the guy? I mean, you're hiring a coach. You're giving a coach a five-year yeah. plan. You know, to hire him because you have an, unex, an unproven quarterback is a risk. Well, you know, you know the reason I like Dable, too? 
The reason I like to hire Dable, too, is it hurts the Bills. To a degree. Dable's going to be gone anyway. He's going to be gone yeah, anyway. Yeah, I know. But yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's the point. But, you know, I mean, hurting, okay, hurting them me, and helping look, us is pretty good. All right, well, let me – and I know I know where you're going to come with this, but um, I guess uh, we'll go to this. Um, so where does Josh McDaniels stand then? I mean, this is a guy who's an offensive guy, just like that, um, and he's already had coaching experience, won a playoff game in the NFL. So, you know, that would hurt the Patriots, if you will. Um, you know, what about somebody like that? Now, I know personally, I know you don't like him, and I understand why you don't like him. But as far as you know, I, after that move he made in Indianapolis, I wouldn't trust yeah. him as far as I could throw him. You yeah. know, I just don't. I think the character issue there is pathetic. You know, that's no character whatsoever. And you that's know, that a very valid me. point. I just i i could I couldn't bring somebody like him to run my organization like that. And I won't argue with you for a second about that because you know I think he's a great football mind and very talented, Maybe. and yeah. I think he. But but yeah, I I won't argue with you there. That, that I think move you're to absolutely me right. disqualifies you from running my team. That's uh, I would never want you anywhere near. Right. The fact that he got he hired a bunch of assistants and got them to move and quit their jobs and then bailed on them. It, without even a phone call, it just shows me that it's like I I wouldn't trust that guy as far as I could throw him. Yep. I think it's a pun, uh, you know. Now, Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn, uh, Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator, just had a face-off with his old offensive coordinator, <laughs> Mike Shanahan, and they, they basically lost that battle. But Dan Quinn's a guy who's got experience. He's gotten a lot of – a lot of looks. He's probably going to be a head coach in the NFL next year. Um, he did go to a Super Bowl. Uh, the only detraction I would see from from that over others is that he's from the defensive side of the ball. And so if you really have an offensive trouble and you're trying to get somebody to, to turn Tua into uh, a star franchise quarterback, um, can he get an offensive guy in there to do that? But where do you stand uh, on him? Well, I was like considering like I would like before that game yesterday I was like well more more would be would be a bad choice either you know and him, no, we didn't get to after that yesterday after yeah. yesterday I really don't want either one of them it was just funny watching Shanahan and him go head to head it was really the battle of who could make the biggest mistake to blow the game at the end <laughs> right well well you're talking about more or you're talking about Quinn no I'm talking about I'm talking about you know. Quinn against Shanahan yesterday. Right. It seemed like it was a battle against who could make the bigger mistake at the end to lose the game. Well, what mistakes do you see? You seen Quinn making major mistakes in that game? Not yeah, just an I, offensive. Know, think, yeah, it wasn't just more. It wasn't just more. Yeah, I think he made some dopey decisions too. But you know, when you Shanahan, you know, allowing Garofalo to throw that ball at the end when the game was basically wrapped up. It just seems like you know it's very dysfunctional. I don't know. We didn't. We weren't crazy about Quinn, you know, when he was with Atlanta, you know, and that didn't end pretty at all over there. Well, so, I don't I think mean, you I could. Don't I don't think you could survive that. I said that then. I was no. dead right on it. Yeah. Uh, you can't survive twenty-eight-three. You just can't. No. I don't care who <laughs> you are. You can't no. survive that. No. The Seattle Seahawks couldn't survive it. Uh, you know, yeah. Malcolm Butler, and that was much, uh, you know, different than a collapse like this. I don't think you could survive that. 
And so he was yeah. doomed from that point on, but he still brought that team to a Super Bowl, and he still got experience that a lot of other guys don't have. And so, right. you know, my only – I wouldn't have a problem with Dan Quinn because I think Dan Quinn would certainly be able to run your ship well. Uh, he's got experience, like I said. He's been to a Super Bowl, and he's a defensive guy, and you've got a lot of defensive talent and a, and a good defensive team. But the problem is the offense is what's really been struggling, and you've got a quarterback now who's going to be entering, what, his third year now? And uh, – his third different coordinator, yeah. Well, well, actually, wait. His so, third is his sixth ever coordinator in two years. So yeah, I mean, Ryan, year, right? Ryan Tannehill had a lot of that, too. Ryan Tannehill had a lot of that, too. So it's very difficult. You can't overcome it. But, yeah, I mean, he would have to get an offensive guy. He did have Shanahan. So don't you love that's these huge. Guys, seriously, like, don't you love the philosophy of these coordinators, too? It's like they come in with their plan. Well, how about having a plan to adapt to – your quarterback. Like, I never understood that. You know, that's why Marino was so successful, because Shula ripped up the playbook when this guy came in. And he went to the Dan Marino playbook, you know? He didn't go yeah. to the David Woodley playbook with Marino. He went, he went to the Dan Marino playbook. He totally changed it. You don't, you don't come in there with your, with, your, with your crazy system that you think is like, you know, God's gift on earth. You adapt it to what you got as a player. I never understood their system. They're not on the field. You have to adapt it to your to your, to your talent. You don't do that the other way. That's why. You're right. I, that's why I think there's a failure in this league. because they're so right. damn stubborn. You know. You're right. You, 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 that's a very good point. I mean, you do have to have the talent too, or it's still not going to work. But yeah, wow. I mean, you're right. You're right about that. Um, yeah, I, I think you're right about that. Uh, as far as, uh, you know, people that are coming in there, and believe it or not, a name that I've been hearing, Rich, is Jim Caldwell. <laughs> I know you're not a huge fan of his, but uh, no, Jim Caldwell is a guy. That, that would be ridiculous. Oh, Why would that be ridiculous? Because Peyton Manning was the head coach when the man was there, when he was successful. Certainly got experience, though. Yeah, but again, Peyton Manning was running the show, not him. Oh, well, yeah, on. I mean, it makes things a lot easier. Yeah, I, you know, that's ridiculous. How so about... Want to pay back some of the money he stole for two years? But you don't know what went on there either, though. You don't know what went that's on there. Bizarre. You really don't. You know, you, yeah. Um, and here's another name uh, that you might be interested in. Doug Peterson. Yeah, you know my feeling with that one. It's just like... I'm not crazy about the way he got fired in uh, in Philadelphia, how how ugly that got after winning the Super Bowl, and the fact that no coach has ever won a Super Bowl in two different spots. I just don't think Doug Peterson is the man to get the job done there. Right, right. You know, that scares me a little bit too. So you know, and I still remember him almost screwing up 325 with Shula's so <laughs> coming off the right. bench. Right. <laughs> so that's my I mean, Doug Peterson the... problems. Yeah, and I, I understand a lot of that from the other side of it. He did win a Super Bowl in a franchise that had never won. Um, he yeah. was able to, you know, to beat Goliath in doing it, and he is well, a quarterback. Would that get you a decade? Would you think that would get you a free decade in the organization? Like the you fact would that he got think, fired. as you said, it did, there, it did end very. Yeah. It did end very violently for the guy who. Uh, 
He had I, that much success I thought there, so that is a strange. statue to put next to Rocky over there. Guys well, they do. The well, they do. <laughs> they have a statue of him there. Is that true? They have it. Yeah, they have Come the on. Philly special statue. I'm almost, yeah, of him and Foley. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm pretty oh, sure they have God. a statue there of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Here's the other problem I have with Mr. Peterson. I didn't see anybody lining up to hire this guy after he yeah. got fired. Yeah. That's a little strange also winning the Super Bowl, you know? It was. Well, how about this as we stay on the former coaches? And here's a guy that I think would be a good guy. I know you, but, again, it's the defensive side that would scare me because uh, – but you you got Todd Bowles. And I, I, I know the Jets' Todd Bowles, you know – Ended, but it's the Jets. I don't know who could survive there. But at this stage of the game, he is a Joe Gibbs guy. Uh, and, you know, he's obviously the defensive coordinator with Tampa. And in my mind, is one of the main reasons why the Buccaneers won that Super Bowl last year. He outcoached Andy Reid in that Super Bowl, hands down. Yeah, I don't want Todd Bowles back. <laughs> that, 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 that's silence for that. That's silence yeah, for that. We all knew what was coming, but he waited. I waited that long for that. <laughs> yeah. Why am I not yeah. shocked? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a hard no. That was that was definitely the cordial response that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. But we'll, we'll take yeah. that. We'll move yeah. on. We'll move sure on. Sure, nice that. guy. I love that dinner with him one time, but I, I don't want him back as a coach. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Here's the deal. Those are basically, you know, the guys that have coached, um, you know, and and I think I've touched upon a lot. The two guys that I haven't that are also in the mix, I think, so be prepared for this, is Mike McDaniel, who is the defensive, uh, the offensive coordinator for the for the 49ers right now. So there's him, who I know they're very interested in, uh, and and so you know that's another coordinator there. if you get along with Dable, I would think that that's probably the better way to go. But, um, you know, he's somebody that they're going to talk to. And, uh, you know, I don't know how you feel about that. And uh, my, the funniest one is that the rumors of Scott Belichick being interviewed by the Giants. <laughs> I didn't hear. Is that right? I didn't hear that. That's what I really. I'm very intrigued with that one. <laughs> ask ask them if he needs a ride. I'll go pick him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll shuttle. I'll shuttle over from Newark to, to the Meadowlands if he wants. <laughs> no problem. No problem. The enjoyment factor would be would be yeah. priceless for the last next yeah. few years. <laughs> and then your position yeah. to get Joe Judge back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and then there's uh, there's Leslie Frazier, who's the the Buffalo Bills defense coordinator, who you know from years and years in the league as a coordinator. But again, yeah. I don't think he's ever been a head coach. Well, is, he is, is Biennemi taking up his name off the list that he doesn't want a job or something? Did I hear that correctly? Oh, is that right? I was going to bring him up. Uh, I, 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 think, I think he took himself out of the running or something. I don't think he wants the interview this year. If I'm not mistaken, really? maybe I read something. I thought I read something like that, but that I haven't heard anything since. But I, I also haven't heard his name bounced around for any of these jobs. Really? I heard him. Yeah. I did hear his name. I have, uh, you know, I know he's the Chiefs guy, and last year he was the big guy. Um, 
but I haven't uh, heard his name being bounced around at anywhere. You know, as far as like lining up an interview, and I think that I read something that he took his name out of consideration. Is that true? I don't know if that's true or not. I couldn't find okay. it again. Like I, I kind of read it quickly, and then I tried to find it again, and I couldn't. But but it was weird because if you look at all the names that you know people are you know asking permission to interview, I didn't see his name yet. Okay. Uh, Which I think he'd be the hot guy last year and then not be interviewed this year. It's very weird. Right, right. Yeah, I, he was the hot guy last year. Um, and it was, it was Leslie Frazier, I know he was the, the Vikings coordinator. He might have head coached them, too. Did he? Or yeah, was wasn't he the head coach? Was he the coach before this guy? Yeah? I kind of think he might have been. I'm kind of thinking he was the Vikings head coach at one point. Yeah, I kind of think like he might have been. Was he like after got fired? Was he like intern or something? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I kind of do. That's possible. I don't know. Yeah, I, I kind of, yeah, maybe. It's possible. So, I mean, that's basically what you got. That's basically what you who's, got. Who's the guy that just got fired from the Vikings? What was his name? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, 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 <laughs> right, well, no, got me amazing, right? Yeah, uh, no, no, no. Uh, um, uh, oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> give me a sec. <laughs> I thought, uh, I thought, no. Because he was there a lot longer than you think. A really long time, and, uh, and, yeah. and a very difficult guy. Zimmer, right, Zimmer? Zimmer, yes. So you're Zimmer, telling Zimmer, me that, like, that... Frazier was there before Zimmer? Yeah, oh, I yeah. I kind of remember Frazier working for Zimmer, no? Uh, maybe so, but, yeah, no, I'm talking I'm talking way before. Way before. Yeah. I'm, I know they always were counting think... Leslie Frazier for a job, but I don't know if he ever got one. Yeah, man. When did Zimmer get there? I think he had the job almost nine years. Which would be, yeah. Then I guess he. I'm thinking like, yeah. I'm thinking like a while ago that that he was the head coach there, uh, Frazier. I could be wrong, but I don't know. I just kind of remember him being a head coach there. I don't know if you can search this, but yeah, I, I just kind of remember that for some reason. But head coach um, of the Vikings from ten to thirteen. Yeah. Uh, he was? 2013, he was the Vikings head coach, yeah. Right, Frazier yep. you're talking about. Okay. Uh-huh. And he was assistant yeah. for the Ravens, Tampa, Colts, Bengals, and now the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of remember that. So, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, he, he's a guy that, that's, that's been around there and done it. Um, yeah. You know, and again, listen, you're not – most of these guys are going to be failing head coaches, which which is why – you know, obviously, the Jim Harbaugh, Quinn, and even Peterson—you kind of got to give a little bit more uh, accolades if you're going to go that route, only because all three of those guys uh, have been in the Super Bowl. One of right. them even won it. You know, so you know, I to me that carries something, and you know, but it does, it's not the end all. Because there's been guys who have started out without that that have won Super Bowls. Um, you know, there's the Parcells kind of guys. Um, you know, it's not the Belichicks. You know, those guys, you know, he had a Cleveland run. Um, you know, so, you know, but there are guys who have, have done that uh, and, and done that successfully. Um, 
But, you know, you've tried that now, like I said, the last five times. So it's just it's just food for thought. It's a different way to go. Um, and we'll see. Uh, it should be interesting. I would say if I had to take a guess right now that the next head coach of the Miami Dolphins is probably going to be Jim Harbaugh or Brian Dayball. That's where I think. Yeah, I think those are two. And I think that um, I think the, the Cowboys assistants are or four or three and four, right? What do you think? Um, you you would say Quinn and then Kellen Moore. You're saying? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I I don't know about that. I don't think so. No. no. I don't think so. If something falls through and those two guys don't come, I don't think the Cowboy guys are going to be there. I really don't. I think they're going a different direction. I didn't mention Byron Leftwich either, you know, who's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coordinator. Yeah, I, never of, I never really thought about that, to tell you the truth, you know? Yeah, you know, and, and, and you know, be, that's no, the that, guy. That may, be a good, that may be a good choice, you know? Absolutely. I mean, especially because he's done a lot of good things quarterback-wise uh, as a quarterback coach. Well, yeah, he really is. Thing, but, you know, yeah, but, yeah. you know, but, you know, I yeah. think he could, you know, I think he really could help Tua out a lot, you know. I think so too. He would be the perfect I mean, guy. Really, to help uh, you know, we really need a, a, a veteran backup quarterback to act like a Don Strzok to get in his ear. Yeah. Just like the Tua yeah. would come up the field and he's talking to nobody. I yeah, sit standing by himself. Coaches don't go over to him. I don't even see him on the phone a lot. It was like really no. bizarre the way the way he was like treated. Like he come up the field and like, you know. You know, our backup quarterback's talking to him, you know? Like, and I'm like, oh, yeah. God, just get away from him. You know, what are you going to tell him, how to lose? I, you know, yeah. but there was no – I didn't see him with the headphones on. I didn't see him with the pad. I didn't see the coach coming over to him. He's, like, standing there like he's not playing. Really weird. Yeah. Yeah, very, very <laughs> fair point. No <laughs> doubt. Team. So, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Now, that's our show. We'll see you next week and uh, have some more pieces to the puzzle. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Took a look down a westbound road, right away I made my choice. Headed out to my big two-wheeler, I was tired of my own voice. Took a beat on the northern plains and just rolled that power off. Twelve hours out of Mackinac City, stopped in a bar to have a brew. Met a girl and we had a few drinks and I told her what I decided to do. She looked out the window a long, long moment and she looked into my eyes. She didn't have to say a thing.